Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Picking up from the, the last hour's discussion, look, what I, my premise is pretty simple here, is that the left uses this, uh, this slogan about how, you know, everything is a threat to democracy. And let's be specific for Mike, <laughs> who called in the last half of the show. Everything, we could just say, fill in the blank, threat to democracy. Everything gets pushed through this, this, uh, this narrative, this lens, okay? I see it all the time. I am on the email lists for uh, Democrat fundraising. If it's not about abortion, it's about the democracy, okay? It is pervasive because the message works. Uh, I understand it, but I grow tired of it because it's so, it's just pedestrian. It's, it's insulting in its uh, infantilism. You know, it's just, it, it's like, don't you like democracy? It, it's the same sort of crap that we got with, uh, well, are you opposed to fascism? If you're anti-fascism, then you have to be Antifa. Like, please. What do I always say? Free to have different opinions. You can have different opinions. Hell, I mean, the two callers I took in the last hour, both of them insulted me in some fashion. Happy to have people on the air and dis- and discuss and debate. Totally fine with all of that. What's my one ask? It's not even an ask. It's a demand. Which is what? Don't whiz on my boots and tell me it's raining. That's it. Right? I have a very, very low threshold, but a super sensitive antenna for gaslighting. Okay? I'm like the gas company. I've got the little meter. I walk around and beep, 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 beep. Oh, it goes crazy just at the whiff of something like that. I don't take kindly to it. I don't. I I know this about myself. I have self-awareness on this. My question for the people who who say that Donald Trump is the threat to democracy, that he's a tyrant, he's a dictator, he's literally Hitler, right? He's all of these terrible things. And I say this as a person who did not vote for Donald Trump. And I didn't vote for, I did not vote for Hillary or Biden either. But the guy walked out of the White House. Why would he have done that? Why? I mean, worst dictator ever. And then he abided by the court rulings against his executive orders and stuff. When he here's a here's a, a Pete a, a, a tweet rather it's a Pete tweet from Allen. He says uh, if we remember Democrats taking Trump to court over removing Obama's executive orders, we should understand their game. Right? Obama issued executive orders. Donald Trump then tried to scrap them, and then the lefties sued him, and the courts. Found in their favor, right? The left-wing lawyers in with a wardrobe change, they then said, oh, no, you can't undo an executive order. Like, wow, that, that's some pretty new legal thinking. The whole point of executive orders is that they're not lasting. And that's why you say if you want these things to be codified, you got to go through the legislature because that's what democracy looks like. It's not executive orders. It's stuff moving through the legislative body. But leftists don't want to move stuff through legislative bodies if they don't have the numbers because their ideas are crap. 
And so they can't get this stuff approved in the legislative bodies. And so they do end runs around the legislatures and get them done in courts where they have a judge that says, I agree with you, fellow Democrat. Boom. Rule in favor of the Democrats. And now something becomes law. Oh, now you can't unwind an executive order. You can't undo an executive order. So tell me, who's the threat to democracy? By the way, Donald Trump is not completely off base with his desire to see the outcome of the election, uh, quote, overturned, considering the problems with the 2020 election. I'm not one who and I am not one who gets up here and says that it was rigged and it was stolen and he really won and all of that. I'm not saying that. I'm simply pointing out that Democrats, just as in the example I just gave you, where they do end runs around the legislature, Democrats in North Carolina, if you're looking for a local example, they did end runs around the legislature to change election law during the election because of the pandemic. So spare me the bleating about our democracy. When the election law changes that not just North Carolina witnessed, but also all around the country, we saw efforts to undermine election integrity to the detriment of the democracy. Right? So please spare me. Again, don't whiz on my boots and tell me it's raining. I follow this stuff. I like to think I follow it pretty closely. I feel like I do. I feel like I do. All right, back to Alan's uh, tweet. He says, we need to understand the left's tactics. Uh, then Trump makes more sense. They have no room to act appalled when Trump says he will do what they are doing. Right. The idea that like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe Trump said that he would exact retribution or he would go for retribution against his political enemies. Oh, you know, I don't know. You mean like uh, the still dossier? Stuff like that? Or how about the... 50 intelligence chiefs that put out the letter right before the 2020 election, like that kind of stuff, that kind of retribution, or Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, we won't let him win, insurance policies and the like. You know, it, it, it seems like you guys, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but it almost seems like there's a double standard. I don't know if you guys are aware of that on the left, but it, it almost seems like there might be a double standard here. Mark, welcome to the program. Hello, Mark. How are you? Hello, Pete. Hey. Um, yeah, uh, I've been trying to unpack, um, you know, the, the sound bites selected to play and extended ones uh, I've I've heard with the town hall with Hannity, and my my point is is that that Trump may be detrimental to his own brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can put the put the sound bites out there to get the crowd riled up. Yet, what did that town? I said, "Am I getting these first impressions? Am I being? Am I getting a um, subliminal suggestion that that whole town hall it may have been substantive? Okay, that was starting to sound like an Amway meeting." And, or even worse, uh, he's borrowed a page from POTUS number 44 in campaign, initially campaigning back in 2008, Barack Obama. So I, I don't see anything, I don't see anything. What, what am I voting against? What am I voting for? Because he hasn't addressed, uh, in, 
in uh, position papers or things are published. I got this position paper out why I didn't get this done in my in my previous four years and always ending it, you know, please give me another chance. Mm-hmm. I'm still getting the fundraising letters, like mm-hmm. surveys that just uh, shuffle the shuffle the they just shuffle the words and the questions and the order of the questions as if they're shuffling the chairs on the Titanic. And I'm going. I'm not spending the money they have to survey process. I'll just put it in my shredder. Uh, yeah. No. What? what you, so your question is, what are you voting for with Donald Trump? Um, you're voting for Donald Trump. And what we get with that, don't know. We're not going to know. That's the thing about Trump. We're not going to know because if somebody comes along and offers him a deal, because he loves making the deal. Remember, we talked with Bill O'Reilly a couple of um, yeah. weeks ago, and, and Bill O'Reilly talks about this. And O'Reilly has known the guy for, for decades. And he says Trump is about the deal. That's what he likes to do. And so if he can cut a deal, then he will do it because that's what gets his juices flowing. And if it means then that you don't get what you want through him— then so be it, because he's working to get a deal, and then he wants to go out and say, "I got the deal done." That's what you're. That's what you get with Trump. And sometimes you may be happy with it. Sometimes you might not be. So that, that, that's my assessment of him. But what do I know? I am just a little old talk show host. Mark, I, I appreciate the call. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply at carolinareadiness.com. Whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out let me get back to the phones here's mickey welcome to the program hello mickey hello pete hey Uh, kudos to your response to mark opening this segment of the show you saved me a lot of words (laughs) they're they're uh long time camp that uh all on the right are racist has has pretty much worn itself out uh particularly in this economic environment uh these and it it certainly uh never seemed like it actually worked for against trump because he doesn't seem to have any racist characteristics but uh you said that before the break, that if he did not get elected as he did not before, then it was a democracy in action. The same thing applies if he is real election. I'm sorry, you dropped out. The same thing applies. What? If he if he's actually reelected this next time, right? That would be democracy. That would be democracy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Vince Coakley had a had a uh, lady come on that that was behind Trump, saying that he was actually the only viable candidate. And whether that is or not, uh, it came up 
uh, well, do you think Trump is honest? And, you know, with all the flack and all the lawsuits and all the attacks that have been made on him, can you tell me one thing that you know that he was dishonest about? Yes. I'd like to hear it. Okay, so first, uh, I mean, more recently, uh, he denied having any of the relations with Stormy Daniels. Wouldn't you do the same? That does, that's not the question. That's a different question. The question you asked, hang on, Mickey, you asked, do I know anything that he was dishonest about? And that was a recent example. There are other uh, 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 examples from you know earlier, like, for example, he pretended to be his own spokesperson for years. He would do that. He would give, uh, me, he would give media quotes and say that he, he had, a, I think his name was Jonathan Barron or something like that. Um, okay. And that was a fake identity that he assumed in order to plant quotes, but not attributable to him, but right. rather from his, quote, spokesperson. And then they found out, oh, this person doesn't actually exist. It was Donald Trump himself. So, yes, he, okay. he, he has been dishonest. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, to, just to answer the question. Okay. Uh, the next thing, and that was what the, the lady, uh, one of the points that she made, he seems to be the only viable candidate. You know, they're going to apply the same tactics that they learn to apply on him against anybody that's able to come in there and be strong and, and a threat. True. Uh, but here's the, here's the thing is how does the, how do people react to that? And um, I would like people say that others have not been tested in the way that Trump was. Uh, and I, I would say that's accurate with regard to Chris Christie. I'd say it's accurate with regard to Nikki Haley, um, uh, Doug Burgum, uh, rest his soul. Um, but uh, but I think Ron DeSantis has actually acquitted himself quite well with a very similar level of pressure that has been applied and levels of attacks that have been applied to him. Um, and 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 I think Donald Trump is his own worst enemy in that he gives them the ammo to attack him with. He likes the fight, doesn't he? Well, it's not even it's not. A, look, I want somebody who likes the fight. I, I want that. I want somebody that's going to walk towards the fight, no doubt. But right. you don't walk towards the fight and then hand the opponent a bunch of grenades, you know, or 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 weaponry to use against you. Right? There, there's right. there's a there's a way to fight the fight and walk towards it instead of arming up your opponents and then walking into the you know into the gunfire. I agree. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a matter of strategy. It's a matter of effective results and. Um, and getting the most out of it and uh, out of the fight and winning what you can. And, um, and and that's where I that's where I have concerns. It's about it's the strategy that I that does not seem to be apparent, because, again, I think Trump is motivated by uh, getting a deal done. That's what he likes to do. And it makes total sense coming from his background. Right. That's what he that, that that's what he would always do is get deals done. So he's dealing with politicians and um, they want deals done, too. But they also have different incentives than he does. So, yeah, for whatever that's worth. Mickey, I appreciate the call, man. Um, you know, and, and, you know, look, I, I don't know if he, and I heard the caller that Mickey was talking about in the, uh, that called into uh, Vince Coakley's show uh, in the 11 o'clock hour. I was sitting here in the studio and I was listening and, um, yeah, I, I don't know if she said, I don't recall her saying that he was the most viable. She may have. Um, uh, she said that he was the, I recall her her saying that she was the only one that could do it. She's he's the only one that could lead this country, and that's just, I mean that's that's just silly. 
Like, that's that's not true. There are other people can lead the country. One person right now is leading the country poorly, but another person is right now leading the country. <laughs> so it is possible for other people to lead the country. We have had many other. We have had like 44 prior leaders of the country. So it is possible for somebody else to lead the country. Donald Trump is not the only one that can save us and fix everything. Indeed, I would submit a president doesn't fix everything. And any president that could do so is way too powerful. You don't want that. We do not want a president that could, quote, fix everything. Because what if his idea of a fix is your idea of tyranny? All right, let's go back to the phone lines here. Kathleen, welcome to the program. Hey, Kathleen. Hey, hi, Pete. Hey. Uh, I like listening to your show. Well, thanks. Yeah, I am calling about uh, something you said to a caller. uh, And you said that we really don't know what we're getting when we get Trump. Well, I think we do. I do think that he will close the border, get it done, as as he was trying to do. And I also think, I really believe he does care about America and Americans, um, not just the rich, but the poor and all the rest. So I think we're getting a whole lot, if, if he wins, of course, um, I do think we know. And, you know, I don't like all of his remarks and that where he belittles people, but I'll tell you, he certainly raised a good bunch of kids. That says a lot for a person. So, anyway, I think we know a lot of what we would get should he be the one who gets it. So what do you think uh, on the matter of abortion? What do we get? Well, I don't know... For him, exactly what he feels, I don't, that I don't know as far as abortion. I would prefer if he was going to limit things that if a woman must get an abortion, that it would be very early in the term. Right. No, I understand. You know, right. So your opinion, but like, I'm not asking what your, uh, what you would like to see done. I'm asking what Trump would deliver on the, on the issue of abortion, for example. I'm not sure. Right. So and that's my and that's what I was talking about. Right. And that's what I'm talking about is that if there is a deal to be made, remember, there was a deal to be made with the Democrats at one point. They were sitting around a table while he was president. They're sitting around the table and he makes some comment about um, uh, about immigration. You remember this? He and he said that he was willing to do something. All the Republicans at the table were like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? Then he had to walk it back the next day. This is this is my point is that. He likes the deal. I see. You know, he likes the deal. And so well, if Democrats come to him with some, and we don't know what the House or Senate's going to be made up, if they're a majority Republican or Democrat or what, um, but if they come to him, or even if Republicans win, and you've got some, you know, quote, establishment Republicans or something that come forward with some sort of a deal, does he does he just take the deal Does in order to tout that- the deal? I don't know that he necessarily does. I know he wrote the book. I get that. And I know he's good at deals. But most of the, I would have to say that most of the deals he made when he was president, he, he was, he, he did make the United States more powerful. And he did deal with some other countries where they decided, no, they wouldn't go in mm-hmm. and attack other, you know, countries, things like that. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, that's yeah. Uh, from a foreign policy standpoint, I think you're I think you're right. I think uh, foreign leaders viewed him as strong. Um, and and but I also think that they they were kind of uh, not sure about what he may or may not do. They thought maybe they could cut deals with him. 
So there was a little bit of a chaos factor probably there, a little bit of an unknown uh, what you know how he would respond if they test him. Because look, every president when they get in, every new president when they get in, gets tested by international uh, bad actors. Right? They're going to see what the re- how does this guy respond to this kind of uh, aggressive action. Right? It, it happens. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Right. And right. And I and so I think Donald Trump did project strength overseas. Absolutely. Um, I, yeah, so I agree with that. But again, I don't know, like if you are, if you're able to cut a deal, if he's able to cut a deal um, that he thinks is going to play well at home, I think he does it. But I don't know what the terms of the, this is just a hypothetical, right? So we, but you never know what those terms of the deal are going to be. I do agree with you that I think he does care a lot about America. I, I totally agree with that. He gave no indication that uh, 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 otherwise. Um, but I also wonder when you, you think he's going to close the border and build the wall, but those were things that he was unable to do before. Um, he improved the situation, but he was not able to to get that done. Um, and I would prefer yeah, it go. He had through. a lot of people fighting him along the way on anything I agree. he tried to do. I, I, I look, Kathleen. I I totally agree. But that's not that's not going to change. No matter who the president is, there are going to be people fighting him and suing him, uh, suing anybody to try to prevent border security from uh, being implemented. So the question is. Can you fight that fight and actually win, right? How do you win that fight? And this is part of the, this is the double-edged sword uh, of being an, a, a, quote, an outsider, as Trump was, is that you come to D.C. and nobody owes you anything and you don't owe them anything. So then, and you don't really know how D.C. works. And it takes a long time to kind of figure that stuff out. And um, and I, I, like, again, he's, he's not an insider. He wasn't a politician. He didn't come from DC. So I think the learning curve was, was pretty long and steep for him on, on, on getting stuff on trying to work within the parameters of the administrative state and the government as it is to try to advance his, uh, his priorities. So, and maybe he has learned and now he knows the way forward. I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't. Well, I guess we're going to see. I mean, yep. <laughs> I whoever it for me, it's got to be between Trump or DeSantis. Because DeSantis has, has shown a lot of himself. And I think he has the same values as an awful lot of Americans do. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're going to have to wait and see. But I do think Republicans, we need to get out there and, and let people know what we believe. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody seems to kind of not join in very much and you know express our views but um there's a lot of bad things happening here and uh well you know that mm-hmm. and, and the democrats are more than happy to try and squash somebody you know like a bug mm-hmm. so yeah there's a very large yeah you're right there's a very large apparatus uh that that is wielded against republicans conservatives anybody who's sort of limited government um yeah, there is a large apparatus in place, and that's and and we need people that understand that and then know how to fight it, and most importantly, know how to win against it. Kathleen, I appreciate the call. Okay. All right. Take you. care. Yeah. Yeah. Take care. Um, seven zero four five seven zero eleven ten and one eight hundred WBT eleven ten. Um, stay tuned. There's going to be an opportunity for you, so I just want to say, keep the uh, keep the numbers handy. Um, more tweets here. Um, let me see. Uh, Pete, not Amway. So uh, a caller earlier equated the 
the Trump interview on Fox News and the setting, I guess. He said something about it looked like an Amway. Somebody, I forget who it was. Somebody said that. It looked like an Amway convention or meeting or something, whatever. Um, not Amway. People other than Trump are livid at the things Democrats get away with, too. Also, we know what happened what happened in his first term. We all watched it in real time. Shouldn't need a white paper for that. And then there's a, um, oh, yeah, uh, John McCain with the thumbs down on the uh, uh, Obamacare repeal. They're going to do this to any Republican that Democrats do not approve of. It just happens to be Trump at this time. Republicans don't want a Democrat-approved candidate. Dems think they sit atop some hierarchy. Well, the thing is, Republicans have, in their field right now, they have two candidates in the primary that are that remain in Trump and in DeSantis that ostensibly Democrats do not want. Nikki Haley, I don't know if you've seen the reports now, she's now uh, uh, taken in money from a bunch of uh, bigwig Democrat donors. Chris Christie, need I say more? Um, I, th- I mean, there are a lot of Democrats, like rank and file or, or you know, liberal lefty voters that, that don't want Trump because they really loathe him. They hate him. And there are a lot of donors that loathe him and hate him, too. But there is also a class in the pundit class that uh, there's this group that they uh, they want Trump. They say they don't because they make money saying they don't. But they kind of sort of do because the era of Trump in media world was so easy for a lot of these people. All they had to do was open up Twitter, see what he tweets or watch C-SPAN, see what he says, and then write your column, do your story, and then you're done for the day. That was it. And remember, in journalism... Like a lot of reporters, lazy. So it was just super easy. You had to work to make your content not Trump-centric. Trust me, I know. I was on the air in Asheville doing a daily radio talk show uh, and during the first term of Donald Trump. And it is super easy to just let Trump and the mainstream media and conservative media dictate your content. Um... Pete, should Trump extend an olive branch and ask DeSantis to be his vice president, or are we well past that? I don't know. Like, I think Trump um, is with, like, if you're, I, I think Trump does, uh, does quote, forgive. Like, I, I heard Mick Mulvaney saying something along these lines, and I think, you know, you just kind of step back and look. Like, look at Lindsey Graham, right? If you ingratiate yourself to Trump, I think he lets you back in the fold, but he never lets you forget it. So, yeah, I don't know, but I, I don't I, I don't think he would do that. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't want the government to work the way it is. I want it to work the way it was supposed to work. Uh, General Milley dropped a hint when he said Trump was working outside the liberal economic order. That's not the government we are supposed to have or have allegiance to. Let me get to some emails. Uh, Pete, I'm a big fan of your show, but when the recent caller asked you to name something Donald Trump has done that was dishonest, I figure the two items you named were probably the most egregious you could come up with. See that? I always keep people guessing. No, I didn't. I just came up with some just right off the top of my head. And those two items seem to be very minor compared to anything any other politician said. Well, that's whataboutism. That's not, that wasn't the question. Right? The question was, the assertion was that Donald Trump is honest. Can I name anything that he's been dishonest about? And then I did. Right off the top of my head, two, two examples. I mean, I could come up with more. I mean, there are a whole bunch of lies about Ron DeSantis I could I could point to, right? 
uh, there are there are stories about his business practices. But again, I litigated all of this in 2015 and 2016, and it didn't matter. That's why, like, I'm not trying to convince people that Donald Trump is honest or dishonest, whatever, because it doesn't matter. People who love Trump love him, and it, it's not going to matter what I say because they're not convincible. So I know this. So I just answered the question with the, a couple of examples right off the top of my head. Um, I think a better question is, can you name anything illegal that Trump has been proven to have done? Illegal? No, but that's that's a different question. Uh-huh.